welcome uh, to Podcast 4. Um, so we're here with uh, another group of teachers. Uh, we also have Mark back with us. How you doing today, Mark? I feel great. How you feeling? I feel wonderful. Awesome. Uh, we have two new uh, teachers with us today. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, gentlemen, um, just what's your job here in this building? Um, how many years have you been in education? And uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Keith, why don't we start with you? Uh, let's see. My job in the building is I'm an English teacher. Uh, I've been here, what, this is my fourth year here, 19th year uh, in education. Um, and my just a little story. Were you talking about just a little background? I grew up. Well, see, it's complicated. Everything with me is. <laughs> you know, always is. <laughs> uh, I grew up on the east side, but I went to school on the south side, court order. Uh, you were court ordered to go to school? Mm-hmm. Dude, dude. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know where you're going. You're trying to set it up, and I'm going to pump the brakes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we were part of the uh, Judge Dillon or, busing order. So I was one. I, that, yeah, that's how old I am. Let's, 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 uh, you want to let, save no, that I want to get, I want to, I want to get, uh, I actually want to ask that question now. We'll, we'll yeah. just get there. Drew, we'll get to you in a second. No problem. Um, no problem. Because I did not know about, like when I when I came to because you you went to school at Southport right okay, and I started I started my first teaching job was at Southport right and when they said that that we bus in our African American population I thought it was a joke and then when I found out that it wasn't a joke I, my my head was turning I was like where are we what time right. period are we in so give us a little context and history on on that and then yeah let, let's let's dive into that well it's well, it's about 81, 82. Um, I remember you know, the year before I was at IPS, Kenneth Walker, IPS, 89, School 89. Then all of a sudden we got on some buses. We had to do an orientation. They hooked us up with a, a host child at, you know, in Perry, Perry Township. While we were walking around the school, the parents were in a meeting, that kind of deal. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't know. All of a sudden the next year we're, you know, we're getting up earlier. Riding a bus, it was about half an hour, thirty-five minutes, but it was all highway, right? Yeah. And so we were far, uh, but it was part of the desegregation order, and so you know, and it's actually all the then donuts in Marion County. Now the donut is you know outside right. Marion County, but you know all the townships with Warren, Ben Day, Warren, uh, Washington. I'm sorry, uh, Wayne, uh, Washington didn't have to bus because yeah, they were you know, population percentage and what have you. So, it, you know, a lot of times people ask me, where'd you go to school? I went to Southport High School. I said, oh, so you, you were, you're a Southsider. I said, well, actually, I'm an Eastsider. Or you could say I was, I'm a Southsider. I was a Southsider from 8 to 4. <laughs> <laughs> and then every, every other time I grew up on the East Side. So, wow. short story. Yeah. It, very interesting existence. And right. that, <clears throat> excuse me that that only recently ended too right yeah it's it a couple did. years it, ago i think it, uh, stopped. i think it, i think the Something i like think that. it got phased out and i like yeah. I it was an interesting say, phase out too i want to say like around 12 2012 like maybe that, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it hasn't been that long and, and then you know the kids graduated out from there so yeah. i think you know probably maybe two years ago the last group that was being busted Which graduated is, out that speaks volumes, right? Yeah, that speaks like, absolutely what, 30, volumes. 40 years of busing yeah. or something. We'll like dive that. in. We'll dive. Well, let's get back to that in a second. Let's, uh, Drew. Why don't you um, tell us? You know, what your job is? Years you've been in education. Where'd you grow up? Um, I've been in the 
this building. I've been in this building eight years. This would be my no. This would be my seventh year. Okay. Um, this would be my second year teaching. Uh, I was a IA for the last six. Um, so I'm basically seven years in education. Really, I mean, I guess if you want to count right, IA yeah. as oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Count that's what you say. Yeah. You was here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I grew up in Gary, Indiana. GI. Okay. Um, so um, two one nine. This, I guess, the book we're gonna get to, get ready to talk about kind of feeds right down right into what I've seen and very similar to my life, I guess you can say. So great, great. Um, well, why don't we jump into that? Why don't you Why don't you give us your first reaction uh, to the book, to your reading it, your your sort of feelings or thoughts as you were going through through the book. So I didn't get a chance to read the book like mo- most of you guys. I mean, I, I got through the book, though. Um, but the first, when I started reading it, the first 20 pages were very, I was like, man, this dude, does this dude know who I am? Like, has he been following me my whole life? Like, I mean, everything that he was saying was just like uh, from how he described the guys that are on the street corner and uh, how is how he told his son um, hey man, I don't feel sorry for you. You know that's the same thing my mom told me. Told me, you right. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that, that's that, yeah. No, that's that's. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. There's definitely that. Keith, what was your reaction to the to the to the book? Well, similar to Drew, um, you know, some of the things some resonated, especially the conversation just recently having you know being the father of a 16 uh, year old who's going to start driving be having that conversation about recognizing who you are and understanding that there are certain behaviors in, in connection to the body, uh, certain behaviors, uh, just sitting back and reflecting. My wife and I recently had the talk with him, and it wasn't the talk. Right. that it, When everybody says the yeah, talk, right. this no, was yeah. the talk of, okay, here's what happens when you get pulled over. Yeah. And, you know, especially being where we live. Yeah, and saying, and you and you and I have had this conversation. Say, okay, here's this is open, frank, and honest. Some of your friends can do things when they get pulled over. They can ask questions. Said, you're not asking questions. You are doing. You are. You are doing uh, what we tell you. I'm sorry. We we're, we kind of walked him through it. Said, you're doing what you're told. You know, and my big my greatest concern is you get pulled over. I want you coming home. And and I'm, I don't mean to make it sound I don't mean to make it sound like okay we're living in you know some kind of war war torn existence or anything like that, but it is in talking to some some of our colleagues and just saying you know yeah I had this talk with them and explained I said I never will I never would have thought about having that talk with my with my kid and I said well because frankly you don't have to right. I, okay, so so I, I had like emotionally how does that make you feel? I know how, I know how that makes me feel. You know, it's 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 weird. It's draining. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel anger about it. You know, if I wanted to sit and talk about this is ridiculous that I have to have this talk, but it's more of this is what I have to do. You know yeah. that that's my that's my role, and I I never had that talk with my with my family, and maybe that's maybe it's just because you know they they were too busy trying to make sure we had food on the table. And things like that, but um, it's just it's you wait for their questions, and he didn't really have it. He didn't really have a lot of questions, but it's kind of like a, a matter of fact, and you know, and it's really hard uh, because the 
I told him, I said, look, you know, he, you're, you're a biracial kid. And I said, mm-hmm. frankly, if it said, this is hard for me to tell you this because I recognize that this is what I bring to the table. This affects what you have to kind of navigate. And just go, it is what it is. I don't know, man. It was, it was a different time, though. Right. When, when, I mean, that's where, when I was in, when I was growing up, I mean, my mom never had had to have that conversation with me because there were certain guys in my neighborhood that would take care of me, you know. And back then, that's when that saying that uh, it takes a village to raise kids that's that that was still going on. Absolutely. Now nowadays, yeah. it's not it's not going on, you Absolutely. know. Um, so now, so when. My mom, when my mom leaves me outside and I get ready to go outside, she has no, she she really doesn't have a word. She's worried about me, but not worried about to the point of where somebody's going to snatch me. Right. right. Yeah. You know, or somebody's going to say something to me, you know. Right. Right. You know, because there was people that I hung around that was going to take care of me, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, and th- that's a, that's a great point, right? Because one of the, you know, and I grew up the, I grew up the same way. I, you know, I grew up where, you know, you had that neighborhood concept and, and, you know, on our block and, you know, growing up in Brooklyn. And it's really funny because my, my parents sort of laid out what the expectation for their two boys were going to be. And, and that wasn't just an expectation that was, that was in our, our house. That was an expectation <laughs> that people in the streets knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is my favorite story. This is so, it, it totally sums up, you know, just my, my growing up and, and, and my parents' effort in, in raising me correctly and, and the neighborhood I grew up in. So, um, you know, my, my parents made it very, very clear to everyone that education wasn't was important Mm -hmm. and my dad made it very clear that no one was going to mess with his kids and so my i'm 10th or 11th grade i'm in high school at this point my brother's at at college um and my folks leave the house before i do to go to school and i take public transportation growing up in in new york to, to go to school and i was late to school and but I'm good. I'm cool. Like no right. one knows I'm late. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's good, right? You it's not it's, it's not a problem, right? <laughs> I'm late to school. So my mom comes home, or I come home. My mom was home before I, I come home, and my mom's like, "You were late to school this morning." I'm like, no, I wasn't. She's like, "You were late to school this morning." It gives me like the whole "Don't lie to me" mm-hmm. thing. So like I'm like, all right. I'm like, how you know? Mm-hmm. And then she says that Raul told her that. I was late to school. <laughs> Just for the record, Raul was the guy who watched outside the crack house at the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was he was the overnight lookout, and he'd be right. there through the morning. And he told mm-hmm. that dude sells drugs for a living, yeah. and he's ratting on right. me being late to school. Yep. And right. that's that's a unique community yep. concept. Right. Wow. So yep. I got a very similar story. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, that's 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 kind of yeah. So that that yeah. sort of concept yeah. sounds interesting and. So how did your son? Did he get it? Did he know? I don't know. I mean, you know, you know how teenage boys are. Uh, I I think it was quiet. Mm. It was quiet. Now we've had, but you know, we have we have some of those kind of conversations, but a lot of them don't really revolve around a lot of race. It, it's one. Of, it's an interesting. It's an interesting situation 
and I, I've I've shared this with you know a couple people, but we don't feel like, in my opinion, it doesn't feel like it's an interracial couple with biracial kids until we leave the house. Yeah, and so it's kind of, it's one of those situations where it's it was kind of weird because that conversation, so that you know that lens, we put that lens on in our home, which we almost never do, if that makes sense. So I think it I think it was a little weird. To have to have that to you know have that conversation because it came into the home because it came into yeah. home. in our house look it is what it is and you know what I'm talking about and mm-hmm. there are certain times when I, I know my wife if depending on where we are she says I feel like we're an interracial couple more and then there are other times for me when we go different places I feel it I feel it a lot more um, but I, I think they've they're kind of they're navigating through and and it's one of those things look. My parents used to say, well, you're growing up in a different time than I am. So I was in the 80s, and they're growing up in a different time. But, you know, I think what the book is bringing up and one of the reasons that people are you know, talking about it is, but some of the fundamental issues are still the fundamental issues. Yeah, it's not the 1950s. It's not the 1990s. But some of the issues remain the same. You were still having to have that talk, and um, I think I feel more compelled to have the talk with my son now than maybe my parents did because mm. it, I understood a lot of the issues mm. better. And I think I feel more compelled to talk to him now because it, I don't know how, how much it resonates with them. Mm. Cause I don't want the, I don't want them to fall in love with the illusion. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, absolutely. If that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. Uh, um, and so for full disclosure, I, so everyone knows, so all, all four of us, are are married to white women, so we're, we all have. That's a different. That's a whole different podcast. It is there. that is that 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 <laughs> is boy, a, boy. that is a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but j- so so that that sort of raising biracial children, um, which will uh, that will be a podcast at some point. Um, you know, that's just that's just a full disclosure. So it's funny. One of the questions that I was gonna that I was gonna dive into and ask you guys, sort of based based on the book that we read. Um, was about racial identity, and and I kind of I kind of want to ask the question two ways. Um, found uh, Drew and I have girls that are that are the same age. Mark, how old's mm. your child? He's three. He's three. So this yeah. this may not apply to him unless you get that deep uh, with him. But no. the, 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 <laughs> the question is this, and, and Keith, I'll start with you. Um, one at at basic level, when were you first? aware of your racial identity and then two have you seen a moment with either of your boys where they're aware of their racial identity well for me i think going back to being bust i was aware early right i mean it it was it became it was right there Mm -hmm. um you know in term in terms of both neg both some of the positive aspects of busing and full disclosure my mother was 100% for it, being bused. Okay, why is that? She said, because that school is going to be better than the school you're going to go to here. And, and you know, and talking to her later in life, she said, look, they were sent, the, they, there was a recognition that the educations weren't equal. That was going to give you a better one. She said, if not, you, I was going to get three jobs, and you were going to, we we're going to figure out a way to get you into a private school. And so she said, she was one of the few parents that said, "Hey, I'm gonna. I want you to go." She also graduated second in her class from Tech, 
and you know and understood education right. and opportunities uh but yeah i racial identity was that was early and you know you see the kids who struggled the kids who struggled weren't there long uh that kind of deal as far as far as the boys you know they're they're starting to get into mine are 16 and 13 they're starting to get in that point i don't know I don't know how much of a grasp they have yet in terms and you know and I'm fearful that 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 moment may come yeah. when it kind of hits them and you know I'm I just kind of sit back and you know I tell my wife hey we got to be prepared if it does happen but understand that you know times it is a different time I don't know uh, but at least as far as I can tell, they haven't had that situation. I'm I'm more concerned with when they leave this place. When they leave, because they're, they're in they, HSE schools. Yes, yes. So when they leave here, what it looks like. And, and that's the same thing. I, and I tell that to kind of all our kids, regardless regardless of race. I said, oh, yeah. this is this is one one dot on the on the map of the world. Absolutely. And when you leave, when you leave here, and I know this is one of the questions you started that you kind of were going to allude to in terms of our prep, you know, the prep, the way we prepare kids to leave here. Absolutely. And sometimes I think our kids feel like, hey, the whole world is going to be, you know, it's my choice and people are going to just see me for who I am. And I say, I'd like to think so. And what's our, you know, what's our exposure? What's our exposure to? Yeah, to the outside world, right? Right. Because right. that's because you know you, again, right? Because you know the 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 high school structure is what the high school structure is in terms of of where your classes are, and and you know we have we have minority presence in the building, so so you may end up with a with a minority teacher, but overall you're gonna miss a lot of mm-hmm. you know I mean that's just what mm-hmm. it is, and and you know the, there are there's a multitude of us out right. there. Um, that you're going to see when you get, especially to these large, larger universities that some of our kids go to, just even in state, Ball State, Purdue, and, and IU. So, yeah, right. that that level of exposure is going to be interesting. Um, Drew, uh, let's talk. You know, you and and when you first became aware of your racial identity, and then whether or not you see any of that in your daughter. Mm, um, <laughs> so going growing up in Gary, you know, obviously there's not a lot of white people in Gary. Obviously. Right. Uh, the only white people that you come across is teachers, um, probably politicians. Um, uh, it's just not, you just wouldn't be walking down the street and you see, you know, a white person just walking down the street. So that was like, uh, that. so when I first went to school, I, was, I would even back up before then, when when I was when I was on the basketball team at and at Horseman High School, we played Lebanon every year. Okay. And we knew that we were going to get our brains beat out every single time. Okay. We knew we was going up there. We was going to get a $1,000 check. <laughs> we, 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 we was coming back. Okay. So my junior year, I'm, I go, I check into the game, and I'm checking in for my guy. My guy tells me, hey, I got, got this guy. And the guy that was guarding him, says, who's got this N-word? Oh. And I said, oh, man, that's tough. And so our best player comes over, and who's my best friend, one of my best friends at the time, he says, hey, nah, we ain't, we ain't doing that in here, you know. 
And no, I'm I'm grabbing him. I'm like, hey man, we need you, big dog. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna get out of here with a win, we need you. Yeah. You know. Always the coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um so the thing about the thing about it was they never stopped throughout the mm-hmm. whole game. I remember coming down and making a shot and it was like, you gotta grab that. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, man, these dudes are just savage out here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember my uh my sophomore year we we put going down there and playing they they rocked us they, you know uh we gave them a we gave them a game right yeah and we going back getting on the bus and they just rocked our bus mm-hmm. you know and like for for what you won the game right, yeah, right. <laughs> you know for what you know that was the first time I ever kind of understood man this is a this is for real right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you know, you know yeah. and um. In my school, there was—I mean, there was a, a lot of white teachers, but I mean, you got—I'll um, never forget because Mr. Atkins was cool, you know. He's—he's uh, he's teaching African African American studies, you know. Right. Why is it not to say he can't teach it? Right. But why would he be teaching that? Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And, uh, I mean, so when I'm taking this class, I'm like, man, this this dude just knows what he's talking about. I'm quite sure he had to read up on it. He probably just didn't know it just off about verbatim or right. just people telling him, but. That's I, I kind of realized, man. This is this is for real, and mm-hmm. and then moving on from that, going to going to Indiana State, just to see how many just white people there are, and I'm like, man, I'm scared to talk to these people, you know. But I think it was a, it was a, a lesson learned for me because it got me outside my comfort zone of you know having to be able to work work with somebody of another race because I had never had to do that in high school. Right. You know, and when I went to college, that got me out of my comfort zone to work with different people, to get to know people, to understand what who they are and what their problem. Like, everybody says, you know, like, these kids, these kids here have, pro- they've got problems. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. They're not 30 minutes away problems, but they got problems. Yes. You know, so, yes. um, and, and and those issues I came to understand, especially when I kind of got off into the education world of, you know, this kid is different. You know, he may he may not have the same problems I had, but he's got a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. you know absolutely. So, and he just needs to figure it out. But that's, you know, I, I didn't find it out as early as you, but you know, it, it was, was early. It, yeah, yeah it, it was it it was it was very shocking to me that people were like that. Right. You know, in that sense. And. Interesting. You brought up sports, and wh- while you were talking, it reminded me of when we were we were a bigger high school at Southport, and we needed a a two A school before we head into the big high school part of the season. And we picked up this little high school called uh, Hammond Southeastern, mm. <laughs> little farm school, and the exact same thing. Now they were hanging with us, and exact same thing happened. Now we our our big fullback, big Marlin, was six four, two forty. And could run. Mm. End up playing uh, basketball at Ball State for a couple of years, and um, the kid said that to him. You know, talking about tackle that, and you know, mm. calling that. And we were like, "What?" And he said, "And we get back to the huddle and go, give me the ball again. We get in the ball." And it was it, it threw us back, and then then it became us against them, mm-hmm. and then we rolled them. Mm-hmm. Now understand, there were only there were only. On the team, about ten or twelve of us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the bus kids, 
all started, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but I mean, to keep it keep it real. Uh, but then it turned into, also, oh, it's gonna be like that. Okay, then you you, you want to get that, and just rolled them. Mm. But it, it's amazing because I tell some people that story and say, "Oh, what, what school is?" I said, "It was the it was in the district you go to now." Mm. I said, "This isn't the frankly, I mean, a lot of changes. This isn't the big the big city that you see now, mm. right? I mean, Absolutely. You know, you know, it was I, we were in up here for a football game, cornfield, and a field trip to Connor Prairie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that was it. So." Uh, but it's amazing. It's interesting that you see it happen in sport. And and the crazy thing in like, and I'm sorry for no, you, you know, go but, man. But um, the crazy thing is, I've always saw that you know, when I when I was younger and I played, I mean, we never saw color. We never saw color. If mm-hmm. if uh, little white Johnny can shoot, he's our guy. Yeah. Let's go. Right, he's can in. you play? Yeah, he, he yeah. can play. Yeah. You know. Um, it, it it didn't matter, I, I, and I and I still truly believe this that sports sees no color. I don't ever see, you know, besides the the, the football deal where uh, I don't I can't even remember what that the dude from Philadelphia where he was just bl- blurting the n word out all over the place. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the, he was a yeah, tight end, yeah. right? But, but Riley yeah. Cooper, Riley yeah. Cooper, yeah. Riley yeah. Cooper. But, yeah. but you yeah. got yeah. but yeah. you got to think though. Yeah. Before, before then, I'm quite sure every. Every teammate in there considered him as a teammate. Yeah, that's right. The right. You know, yeah. he, he he's my guy. Right. You know, I'm not like I said. I truly still believe that sports sees no color, because that I think sports really brings people together. Yeah, I I, I probably agree to some mm-hmm. degree with that. I I think that 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 sport. Well, first of all, just for just for full disclosure, I understand what you say when you see no color. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a hard. I have a hard time with that term in general mm-hmm. um, when, when, when we talk about, you know, don't see color. Because um, mm-hmm. I think that that, I think that term gets flipped sometimes mm-hmm. as justification that, well, we're, we're all the same, but, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but that being said, I, I think that the, that the locker room is, is a place where your, your racial identity um, sort of dissolves. Because you're, mm-hmm. you're, from a category standpoint, you're, put, you're another thing, right? We're teammates, mm-hmm. we're, yeah. you know, we're tigers, and, and that, that type situation. Um, I don't know if that holistically translates to the hallway. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, I would actually, and I would actually push back on that and say, because we always, because we do say, well, the locker room's different. But, you know, this is my fourth school, and if you let them, you let kids choose their lockers, if you let them choose... Their lockers. My experience has been: you pay attention, mm. Mm. it starts to look like neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it, re- yeah. it really yeah. does. If yeah. you go in there, you know, and we because we've talked about a, a couple of pictures that oh. when you go out to, when the basketball team yeah. has gone out to eat, yeah. and you see pictures when they're going out to eat, and you go, huh? Be- and that because sports kind of gets this thing where this idea of hey, this is a place where it all kind of mm. blends away. I said, well, the, one, it depends on if you're winning. Mm. Yep. And True. two, you're right. You know, but you kind of go, well, if Johnny, if Johnny can shoot, he can help us. Well, yes. But let me tell you here, boy, that white boy can shoot. Oh, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> you know, and that's no, you know. and that's funny, right? Because your because your because your Johnny example, yeah, yeah, yeah. your Johnny yeah, example yeah, is that yeah, he's a shooter. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah, have Johnny posting yeah. up. Right, you, right. You no, don't this have, is Indiana. You don't have Johnny right. running this the point. He's not Indiana. running. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny's not running ISOs. Right, right. <laughs> but but no, I I think it's and and 
it's one of those things that it becomes, you know, it's glossed over. But I've but I've looked at it, you know, when I go in and say, oh, okay, I look, I, you know, and I'll talk to kids. Say, oh, so y'all set up your own little neighborhood right here in this mm. aisle, didn't you? No, we just, you know, we. It's like look, so it, it's it's. I think that's where it becomes easy to believe in the facade and kind of what you were saying about um, not seeing color. And my, my pushback when people said that, I said, see, my thing is like, you need to recognize. No, I see color. My difference is your color doesn't affect how I treat you. Right. It's different maybe, maybe than. You, you, yeah. And, and, and that's, no, that's no, what it is. Because yeah. that's what I think that's what people mean. I think mm. that's what they mean when they say it. But, I'm, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I love the language. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go ahead and let's say it. Say, you need to recognize if you tell me, oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice your pigment. Come on, dog. Yeah, how could you not? Let me go back to that. Yeah. I noticed it. Yeah, you become the invisible man. <laughs> right. People tell you they don't and, see it. Yeah, oh, and, and then I think it, okay, it devalues I mean, you. That. I see you, Allison. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, let's literary. Not get, let's, not, let's not get too crazy now. Um, no, but it, it devalues to some degree who the individual is as a person. Absolutely. And like, and here's my question, right? Here's my question and for you guys or, or, or people that are listening to this. When you get into the conversation and people say they don't see color, well, what do you see? Mm-hmm. That's normally that, what I ask people. You know what? What, what, do, you what do you see? Because because there's you know you're you're putting me in a category, right? Right. I mean, look, we we all do it, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we, you know, we, we and and people you know that that listen to this are like, well, I don't put people in categories, but but we do, oh. right? You're either you're 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 you know I I ask you all the right questions. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, you're yeah. a teacher. Ooh, that fits in a category. Yeah. You yeah, have yeah, kids. Yeah. All right. You're yeah, 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 yeah. Right, fits right, in a right, category. Right, right. We right. we do we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's there's a lot going on there. One of the things that Drew brought up, uh, well, there's lots of things that Drew brought up, um, and we can <laughs> we'll discuss we'll discuss the N word a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting things, and I think it speaks to a lot of our experiences, is that we have an interaction with our racial identity and understanding of our racial identity in terms of how it relates to the larger world, and then when when we when we talk about sort of how we get past that moment, right? So like in your case, when you go to ISU mm. and there's a there's the sea of mm. white people, you have that that trepidation of going into that, but you have no other option, mm. right? Because mm. that's just what it is. We don't we don't have mm. another option, uh, you know, when we're put in those situations, and and I just you know there's part of me that and we can't answer this question. We'll have to ask someone else that question, like. What's the white equivalent to that? Like, what's the relatable of, you know, I mean, look, even, even, and look, okay, so let me take a step back for a second. I put this, I put this group together, right? I put this group together and everyone beside myself is African American. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sitting, mm-hmm. I'm sitting almost, uh, you know, one chair away from the conversation, right, right, you know, right. it's, as, you know, it's the Venn diagram, you know, mm. we meet, we meet at minority, right? <laughs> um, That's um, a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we'll make them. Um, so it's, it's just, it's interesting because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I, when I spoke to you guys and, and we talked about, you know, that, that I, I was just tired of conformity. Um, accounting for for racial equality, mm. um, we all have those experiences where we walk in the room and and we're the only one of us that's mm-hmm. in the room. Um, and you know, and look, I I don't know, I don't you, like. And okay, so first day at here in the school district, um, new teacher orientation, right? It's a solid question, and you're pointing at me now. Yeah. Why were we sitting at the same table? 
Like, you know what I'm saying? It like, was, that's, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> like, we literally, me, me and Air, we, we literally kind of gravitated toward each other. Absolutely. It was, it was like, hey, man. What's up? Yeah, because you're in a place. It was that's like, new. Yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, where you sit. That's right, and and that's the thing. We're not, and and look, we're not, yeah. we're not twenty somethings, right. right? We yeah. we have we live in the community, mm. we're, you know, and we're yeah. we make the eye contact, and we're like, ah, right, we got a safe place. Yeah, and yeah. that's that hey, speaks volumes. Man. Yeah. I, it, I it, was almost, <laughs> <laughs> it was almost. It was almost. It was almost like if it go down, you got yeah. my back. I got yours, yeah. big yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> It, and it's 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 a unique conditioned uh, behavior. It, it, you know, it's the same thing happened. Oh, I was at uh, we were at our co- I was at a colleague's wedding, and it, this Patrick, you know her, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Was that Jordan, oh, yeah. Jordan's wedding? Mm-hmm. And I looked there, and and we're just sitting around walking, and I'm looking around, and said, "Okay, all right, I'm gonna be the only one. I'll be the only one." Mm-hmm. And then Mark walked in, and I and it's just how yeah, messed yeah, up it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. I felt more comfortable because we're at a wedding, and I'm there with some, I'm there with the love of my life. But even she can't but since she's since she's white, she can't help me in this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit there. Mark walks in, and I went, "All right, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Come on mm-hmm. over. You, you can sit here. Come on over. <laughs> you know." Uh, and he didn't. He sat. He sat somewhere else. Left there me was by no, myself. I couldn't. There was no space next Look, to you. I there's remember a rule. exactly what happened. There's a rule. I know. It, I know. Normally, <laughs> it would be like y'all gonna have to. Hey, let me get in here real quick. I watched. Well, you know, you know what happened. One of us was on time, and one of us I was, was late. There uh, we go. Here you go. I was late. I was. I ain't gonna front. I was but, late. But how? How's how's it on Mark to switch seats? How come you couldn't go over? I wasn't getting up, man. I don't blame him. I wouldn't have got up. You wouldn't got to be there. Right, <laughs> no, we know each other. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll see each other after this. <laughs> we when will we were, hang out when at, we were at the little reception, yeah. though. We were right we're next to right each other. Right Gravitate. I mean, I, I go into places all the time, uh, especially outside of work, you know, my other line of work and DJing and stuff like that. And doing weddings, I mean, it's a lot of times I'm, it's me, maybe one or two guests will be non white, and then like the staff, which is a whole nother discussion that the staff is still. Like highly diverse at venues and stuff right. like that, but I don't know. It's I guess growing up, my parents always told me like when you get somewhere, you need to try to find somebody who might you know be on the same page as you, just so you know some commonality. Because right. I grew up yeah. in places that were mostly white, so it was always like yeah, you need to find your people. Is kind of what yeah. my parents was always like. And I and I know some people will hear this and think, well, that don't mean that y'all on the same page just because y'all are both black or whatever. Right. But the likelihood that we might be is increased. So, like, when I went to Butler, man, it was like, I mean, I had been in places that weren't super black, but, man, it was not. There were very few black people at Butler when I was there. And it's like we all showed up early, like a week before, for a thing called Dog Days, and it was all the, uh, I guess you could call them minorities, but it was, it was the whole idea was that you could foster that community before school started. And it's good that we did that because a couple of those people I still talk to, one of them was in my wedding, uh, the same person I DJ at his wedding. Like, we still friends all these years later. Right. And I always wonder, like, man, if it hadn't been for that opportunity to just, like, mm-hmm. de- this is us kind of sort of thing, Yes. man, my experience would have been totally different. Because once class started, it was just based off of whoever you had class with and whoever your roommate was. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was something else uh, for sure. See, I would, think, I would say when you're in a room, and it's strange and it's new 
everybody's looking yeah. for somebody that they have something in common with. This is an this is that's why we go back to the the I don't see color thing. No, that's an obvious thing I already know we have in common. Right. Yes. It doesn't mean we're gonna get along, doesn't mean we're gonna be best friends, but that's an immediate that's why I'm gonna gravitate to you because yeah. everybody's trying to find I just want somebody that I can connect with. Right. Yes. And so yes. I think that I think that's hard for people to understand. Think, well, why do you immediately go there? Because I know I have something in common right. with this dude. Yeah. And it's I mean I don't know. And so how much of us is how much of 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 our experience with that is is brought through awkward conversations with, um, you know, as as uh, Coates, you know, identifies whiteness. How much of that is it comes to awkward conversations that we've had with with white people? I mean, I I, and I I'll I'll I'll, (laughs) I threw it out there. You guys looked at me. I'll answer the question. So are you saying that? Um, well, so like no, let, let's just and and you know, hopefully Keith will support me on this, right? Yeah. Let's let's, you know I got let's you. discuss let's discuss let's discuss youth track. Let's be careful now. I mean, yeah, that's you know, right. yours yours is setting records, and mine is starting to get it find his way. Yeah. Don't get him in trouble. No, no, but, <laughs> but no, but it's 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 a large community event. Yeah, right. Uh, huge cross section of, of of our population. There's Absolutely, a lot of, there's a lot of kids. Yeah, uh, that are that are on the team, and. You know, I showed up. I didn't know what I was walking into, right? Like I, I didn't. So like, you know, all right, my son's fast. My wife's like, hey, let's sign him up for 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 youth track. So we go. Mm-hmm. We join the fish's fire. We 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 end up there, and I walk in, and all the parents are milling about, and it's obvious. You can see the minority parent population, um, all mm-hmm. talking together, mm-hmm. and and. Again, that's not that's not indictment of the community. That's not nothing. That's that comfort thing that we're talking about. Right. And I, there was a parent that was already there that I knew from the Y, and and our kids ran together at the Y. So, I was talking to him, and um, and then over the course of time, as you go as you go through, and so here's my minority experience, right? Here's 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 being a minority in Fishers the way I see it, and because I am a minority in Fishers, um, you get this sort of common acceptance through your experience there mm-hmm. um and y- you see me at track when i'm interviewed for this job mm-hmm. because i am stationed <laughs> with the with the other minority parents yep. in in that area yep. even though my son doesn't do my son's a distance runner right and i and again look i'm not trying to yeah, I'm just saying, that. if you yeah. go to... <laughs> he's, not a, he's not one of the sprinters. We, that's why we were looking at you. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> not a sprinter? Well, oh, oh couldn't, get, couldn't, couldn't get that quick twitch going there? Come oh, on, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <But> <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. Right now. No, I love his... No, he's got a kick. I've okay. seen him kick. He's, he's cool. got it. And, and he can put down... Can I'm not saying down. he's the fastest, but I think he can hold his own in 100. Yeah. Uh, not the four hundred though. That's not his thing. But but anyway, so so there's that, and yeah. and so the I don't know the reason I I don't I I ask the question because I see it often in our community. You said you mm-hmm. see it in in the locker room. We see it in the hallway with the kids, and I don't even know if I'm bringing this up because I think it's a problem. I think it's a question that we need to ask. Like, do we actively do anything to move those barriers or make greater levels of comfort for our kids. Well, I go ahead, man. I I mean having that experience at Indiana State, I think our kids need to be exposed. And I and I think that 
exposed to everything, you know, and they need to be exposed to meeting different people, mm -hmm. meeting. Um, so do I think that we need to do something about it? I think it needs to, I mean, and I, and, and I think a lot of that deals with, um, you know, first day of school. First day of school, we're playing these games, and we're getting these get-to-know-you games. And, building relationships. And building relationships. Mm -hmm. And guess and guess, guess who's the one just like, Man, I don't want to do this. Because mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't feel comfortable. But I think we have to figure out a way for, I guess, black the black student to say, get outside your comfort zone. Because this is what you're going to deal with when you get out in this world. Right. You know? And if you don't, and if you don't deal with it now, because they have the best, the, these kids here, black kids here have the best chance in practicing that particular skill mm. to be able to be successful out there. Ooh. Yeah, you it's, yeah, no, it's it's definitely an opportunity uh, to take advantage of. Mm. You are correct in that. Um, yeah, I see. And then, and then, my question, um, as someone who does a lot of get to know you games mm. and brings in the theater games and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you do notice the minority students when they withdraw, or at mm -hmm. least I do. Um, but there's also, you know, especially because high school kids doing those get to know you games, mm -hmm. there's a lot of kids that withdraw. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you just notice it at a greater level because it's easier to write to spot your minority mm -hmm. population mm -hmm. in our classroom. Um, I'm going to go back to Coates and education for a mm -hmm. second because he, he has this quote on page 26 of the book where he says, I was a curious boy, but the schools were not concerned with my curiosity. They were concerned with my compliance. Yeah. And then so my question is, um, is, is this true of, of, of your educational experience? And then as educators, is, is this true in our building? Uh, you know, that's the, that's the quote that <clears throat> that. I've thought about the most when you sent the questions out because on some level I think it's I, I'm glad he brings it up but on some level that is the big question with education mm -hmm. is this balance between the curiosity and compliance because as much as we want to say this is all about higher level thinking and and searching finding questions and searching for answers there is a social, there's a socialization aspect to what we do. And there is, there's a little, there's some compliance mm -hmm. that goes along with it. Occasionally, look, you have to, if you, well, I don't agree with this or I don't understand, say, yeah, well, you have to do it. And you, and I think because the follow-up question is what we're doing here, there are times, because I have, you know, having a student in the building, there are times when I have pause and I say, I want my son to be intellectually intellectually curious. I want him to push boundaries. I want both of them to um, find their own voice. But at the same time, before they go out in this world, I do feel it necessary that they understand that this world wasn't created for them, by them, um, for them just by themselves. Every now and then, there's a compliance aspect to it. You know, because that takes us back to what I said about the talk we had. You don't, you know, yeah, you can say what you want, but sometimes you have to kind of do what you're supposed to do. I think the mistake is, and I think because I've read some things on it, uh, Coates is mentioning, if certain environments, if their educational aspect is, I'm teaching you to follow rules, then that's a problem. But if other environments, but if, and I think the flip side is, right, if I, if, 
I, if your entire experience at your high school is it's all about me and I can do whatever I want and I have all the choice I want, then I think we can do them a disservice too because then you leave and you, you, you're your first semester at Indiana State and somebody says, no, this is due when it's due and you need to do – and this is, these are classes you have to take in order to get to where you want to go and say, well, I don't want to take those. You know, well, I'm sorry. That's, that's not the way it is. So I think that I think that's the balance and the, the struggle we have in you know in our building and in many buildings is how do you navigate between there's a little compliance you have to do this but then you also have choice yeah that, so that's a I mean yes absolutely everything you said in context of education is definitely stuff that needs to be explored but like if you hold that if you hold what you just said in context of race. It's a scary, slippery slope mm. because the compliance that we talk about doesn't look. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Please, please do, because I think I was about to say something wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> perhaps. So the discussion about, about the like getting pulled over. I, I talked to somebody just a couple days ago. They were like, they said that they like argued about a ticket and like they still got one, but they argued. And I was like, there's no way I would argue. I've never mm -hmm. argued, not once. It's always been, like, my hands are on the wheel. And, like, I remember I tripped a cop out one time. I asked him. He was like, I need to see your license and registration. And I said, can I reach for it? Like, Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I said, can I get it, though? And he looked at me like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, I told him. I'm like, man, I just want to make sure you know that's what I'm getting ready to do. I know you asked me to do that, but I'm asking you, can I do it? Right, right. And so right. that, like, in the book, that whole control over your body, Yes, because that is kind of like that. That I wasn't going. That obviously wasn't what I was thinking at the time. But looking back, that's what I was doing. I'm like, man, I really, you know, I'm just about to get this ticket, and all I'm thinking about is I just hope don't nothing happen. Right. So like, just let me show you this license and registration. You can write me a ticket for a thousand dollars if you want to. It's it's whatever, man. I just want to get to where I'm going before you stop me. Right. Like, I don't want there to be no more issues. So to hear that people will like argue about it. It's a different world. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I had a couple tickets that I thought were bogus, but I'm like, man, I mean, it is what it is. about to get this ticket today. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can fight it in court if I got time to, you know, if I can call off work, I'll go to court and deal with it. But there's I'm not where about, you argue. Yeah, I'm not about to yeah. deal with it right here. So right. I, I had that happen to me. Yeah. So we was getting ready. Uh, we had just got done with playing. I think we was playing. We might have been playing. Uh, I don't know who we were playing, but we stayed late that night. And I was staying in Lawrence at the time. And um, I took Oleo Road down down to because um, uh, down down Oleo Road, and right as you get to the light at the end of Oleo Road, where uh, there's a speedway, there's a CVS. Yeah, that's Pendleton Pike. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Pendleton Pike. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Soon as I turn, police police pull me over. I'm like, what's going on? You know, and I'm sitting up there, and he he pulls me he pulls me over. He comes down. He's like. He didn't even ask me any questions. He just told me to get out the car. Now I'm in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. tired. Yeah. I'm tired and I'm ready. I said, I said, well, wait, wait, wait. You know, hey, I, can I ask you a question? Why are you pulling me over? And he said, I just need you to get out the car. So I'm sitting on the on on the sidewalk in handcuffs. Uh, in handcuffs in a suit. In the suit. And they and, and they're like, they're looking at my car, all types of stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? I said, right. 
They never gave me an answer on why they pulled me up. Two white police officers. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying it, made, it makes a difference if it was white or black. Right. But he told me at the end that I was swerving right. in, in the lane. That's the excuse he gave. Okay. Now, I could I'm, I don't know if I had the same car as somebody had. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. right. What? Right. You don't remember but, swerving. But I don't remember swerving. <laughs> right. So why would you pull me over? Had you been swerving, he should have indicated that before asking you to get out of the exactly. car. Anyway. I know exactly. The, I know right. the rights here. There's some possibly some constitutional rights violations. So in, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm done. I'm about to go to jail. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. th- or, they, or this is about to be another Rodney King situation. Man, for real. You know, uh, I was scared. I, I didn't think I was going to go. I, I didn't think I yeah. was going to make it home that night. Yeah. yeah. See, and. You know, and and here's the thing, like Coates, Coates in the in the book obviously discusses some of the some of the police stuff, and you know he beautifully lays it out where it, it is uh, a, a black police officer and a and a black individual who has been shot, uh, which is a great sort of scope to to look at it because it, it does tie into the body thing, mm-hmm. and look, we can go around the horn on pullover stories, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but yeah. but look here's Man. look here here's here's my question, right? Like I I this is my this is my 15th year living in this community, okay? My second year teacher, 15th year living in this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, like on top of the world, like mm-hmm. I, worked, I worked hard to get into this building. I'm, you know, I'm excited to be here. Um, and you you've know. done well. Oh, thank yes. you very much. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, do love, I do love the community that I live <laughs> in. Um, but like here's, here, hey, look, here's my question, man. And if someone wants to come on and talk to me about it, I'd, I'd, love, to ha- I'd love to have the conversation. Um, I was in my wife's car. Um, and yes, I'm about to throw her under the bus. <laughs> and the registration sticker on my wife's car wasn't updated. Mm-hmm. And I turn out here off a of promise onto 126, um, head over, you know, you, you take the little bridge over 69, mm-hmm. and I get pulled over, right? Cop comes over. Sitting in the church? First. Uh, no, this is past the church. Oh, so he, oh, must wow. have been, mm-hmm. he must have been on Hoosier when he came up behind me, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I get pulled over and I, I don't, I, I, I don't know why I got pulled mm-hmm. over and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders. Like, Maybe I was speeding. It's 40. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was, I was, yeah. I was in yeah. get home mode. Like that's right, fine. right, right. Yeah. He comes right. And he's checking in the back and he shines the light. And the first question out of his mouth was, do you have a gun? And then, and then I, I, he must have thought I did because I didn't know how to answer the question. I was like, uh, uh, "No," uh, and 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 that's the thing, right? Like, so why does that? Like, why does that happen? Right? right? And right. and is that you know? Hey, look, man, if if someone wants to tell me, well, that is standard procedure for. Uh, you know, for the for the Fisher's police department. I, I mean, I don't know. but that's but that's but that's the thing, right? right. Like, like, at least you ask like, me. Here, like <laughs> here I am, like here I am, and and I like to think that I'm a, you know, I, I add value to the community. And then you have moments like that, and it just it makes, makes you wonder. wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Man. It makes yeah. you wonder. Yeah. Exactly. But to put a little bit of a, a spin on it, because you mentioned identity, and it's getting away from the pullover story. Right. But there, see, but I think part of it is also embracing, embracing the identity and some of the power. And I real, I recognize that for many of my students, even before I taught in this district, for many of my students, I am their experience with a black male, mm-hmm. and especially black male educator. And that is power. And I, it's heavy. And it's heavy and it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And I remember, I remember there was a, uh, there was a person at my other, you know, where I taught before here 
who who uh you know said well but you uh you know you're leaving i was like yeah and said but you know the kids here said, but some of these kids here need you and i went and i admit i immediately responded and this was, this was nice because mark knows if you catch me on the wrong day all right i'm not i'm <laughs> not you. i'm not as nice as people think uh but i said i said so are you saying those kids don't need me too i said in fact I think with the lower percentage for some of my for some of the kids who might look like me, but even the majority who don't look like me said need me. And I didn't, and that wasn't like a hero worship moment, but it was one of those. No, I recognize that when I walk into a, a room and some of my classes, you know, I'm there's there's only maybe one other person that looks like me in that class. Right. And I said <laughs> for that moment or for those eighteen weeks that I have that student. I re- I see I I am I can fundamentally shape Absolutely. their viewpoint mm-hmm. of what a black male is. Uh, that's right. So because it's, this isn't TV, this isn't what you read somewhere. This is actually a person you're interacting with, and I think that's that that thrills me. It's a responsibility. Yeah, I feel that's what I feel. It's it's a bit a huge responsibility. It is, and you and know? it's a it, yes, it's a huge responsibility, and it's a unique burden. Because yeah, for my sure. fear, for sure. my fear, is that you'll they'll leave here, and they'll assume that all Hispanic yes. men are like yes. me, yes, yes, or that you know all African American men. I, I, I say that to the students as well, though, especially our black kids. You know, hey man, you got a responsibility because what you're showing, whatever teacher. You're setting it up for the next person that looks like you, mm-hmm. that sits in that seat, and that, I guess what I can say, that teacher's gonna probably judge you off of what you've done on that mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to say that, but that's just what it is. Yeah, and we got some defi- of that. There are definitely there are definitely some people who are going to run it through that lens. Yeah, and now, as much as I wish it wasn't like that, mm-hmm. but I don't get to play, unfortunately, I don't get to play in dreamland in right. my life. But, but that, I think uh, the same thing as an educator, though. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, sometimes I just sit and I'm like, you know, we I might really be the only brother they ever really have right. this kind of contact with. Because it's, depending on how what the life choices they make, they could never really run into another black male, especially as a teacher. I mean, I think we're yeah. like 2% of all public school teachers are something black like, men or yeah, something, something crazy like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Sometimes I just I sit and think like man that's that's sometimes it's more than I want to have to deal with yeah, yeah. but I mean it, but at least we're in the com- but see yeah. at least I'm in the conversation because you're right when you leave here the the burden may be well they assume yeah you're right you can you can, you can run into some jerks throughout life right mm-hmm. but you can't say all right because right. you know don't some. forget and yeah. I'm talking about this is during the years of 14 to 18 we're talking about some fundamental foundational Absolutely. period yeah right. you know and so and maybe maybe I am and maybe I'm trying to pie in sky pie in the sky at a little bit but at the same time I dig it well it's, it's I mean it's important for us to be optimistic right so it's fine to pie in the sky but like one of the you know drew makes the comment and mark this came up yesterday when we were talking you know the the concept that you know, you look at that student, you tell that student, you know, like you, you're the bar that 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 teacher is going to measure other exactly. minorities by. While that statement is so true, we never reverse that statement. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't, I, I'm, it's a, I don't look at the kid in the Hollister shirt, dated, dated reference, real dated, and and you know, and go <laughs> with all Hollister shirts or act that way, and that that becomes. 
That becomes problematic, I think. It does. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally, I wish I could see his face. I'm literally stressing right now. Yeah. Like, like it's, look, it's, it's just one of those things where like the, the burden of what we do on a daily basis is one mm-hmm. thing. And then to, to talk up, to talk about it, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in this setting and to understand, um, that we're asking amazing questions and there aren't answers. And here's my, here's, here's my, here's my new question. Do, do the influencers in our school district think and process these things? And if they do, what actions are they taking? All right, I'm going to go back to the book for a second okay. while we transition because we're going we're gonna to get out of here on this one. So Coates, Coates in his book, writes this, this is a great line. He, sa- uh, he says, I want you to be conscious, to understand that to be distant, if only for a moment, from fear is not a passport out of the struggle. We will always be black, you and I, even if mm-hmm. it means different things in different places. Will we always be minorities? Is that is that just what it is? Well, I mean, maybe in number. Um, but there are a lot of arguments that could be had that the influence and and value of so-called minorities is larger than it's ever been recognized, particularly in, like, I use music to, like, relate everything. You could say that minorities in music but if I really if you give me enough time I can explain to you why those who you call minorities have shaped everything you enjoy about music in America for the last since 1900 we could start there but like so I think that a bigger question is will we always be told that we are minorities and be represented as minorities because I don't really know like the, the whole concept of the word minority means minor and like to have like a Shelton moment and be like get all into the etymology, that would automatically assume that it's less than and that it represents less than of an influence. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so in number maybe, but like I think the term minority creeps in people's minds and makes people think that we're less than, period. And mm-hmm. so I'm I always challenge like well, you could say that in number, but like in terms of like value on the planet, I mean if a number on the planet there we would be the majority but like in in terms of like influence and value right i just think that people make you think that you might not have the value that you do have right and i think that's where the distinction between the number and that's important the number and influence what are you talking about say well the minority population is growing so it's the majority in terms of number yeah but depending on the context does the number matter right or is it the influence and I think that's where you start you start getting in with your question. Will we always be the minority? I was like, I don't I don't know. Number wise, probably not. But influence wise, I don't know. And I think that becomes the more important question. I don't care about the number. Yeah, I I, I you, you know yeah, what I mean. I, I do you, I, I do get what you're saying because the influence is the mindset. I know, but we can dive into influence. I guess it, not, also, not before I got to get to that class. It <laughs> makes me. It makes, <laughs> all this makes me think about places like South Africa. Like during apartheid, uh, the Europeans were the minority in terms of like number, number. but right. their influence was way larger, and they were right. able to control an entire country for decades. And it was only until like, you know once things shifted. So then, like 
really sometimes like when you're saying number doesn't matter. Sometimes it really don't, um, and sometimes it does. But I don't know. That's like because no, 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 you no, have no, a no, knack no, no, for no. asking questions because, that are like, no, what? It, where does they're, that? They're good. Like, right. They're good. <laughs> like, but but here's and I'll take it. I'll take it to the to January. Every January, okay. Okay. If you want, if you want to check the the influence, every January at the State of the Union, watch it. You can t- turn turn the volume down. I don't care who you're for. Turn the volume down. You want to see the influence, at least in this country. Look at that State of the Union, and and that's where that's where I think we get into. Okay, when that what's on my screen that day, when that starts to turn, that's when we'll know. We say, okay, we're no longer quote-unquote minority i don't care about the numbers that to me is the is the symbol of where you are right so when that population you know statistically uh represents the the national population right because if you look at it even even in the previous administration you look and go okay so there was one in there but it was one yeah i think you you know what i'm talking about and obviously there was obviously there were others that, that were in and out, you know what I'm saying? In terms of, in terms of, of, of minorities on, on, on the cabinet and stuff. And right. You yeah. can even, and you can go, I'm like, and those are things that we're seeing, right? right. You can like the first major one that I remember goes back to the, to the GW administration. It's Condoleezza Rice and oh, Colin Powell prior to that. So yeah. Okay. So I am a little older than you are though. Before that, you would be talking about Thurgood Marshall though. Right. In terms, but I was talking if about just in terms of, if you're of, talking about just executive. Yeah. Okay. But so, uh, thanks for the his, thanks for the history yeah. lesson though. Um, but no, but it's just, I, I, you know, I, I asked the question, I asked the question for a multitude of reasons, but, you know, the question is, you know, when we talk about the generations that come, that come after us, like here's, okay, next year, we'll get a whole new crop of kindergartners coming mm-hmm. in, right? And, and I don't want to make the, the older people in the room, Keith, feel bad, but there's you a possibility like you're young. those <laughs> okay. younger than, okay. younger okay. than you. Okay. Um, I see you salt so, and pepper over there. Ooh, you act you like did you're that young. Is so, that for, a, okay. a touch of No, no, no. Hold there. on, hold on. <laughs> before I finish, before I finish this point, I, anyone who's listening to the podcast, please come to, to Fisher's High School B, room B207. There is all pepper. There is no salt. <laughs> <laughs> all right? You can come see it for yourself. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> there will be by the time they get there. But no, but that's the, but that's, but that's, that's, that's my right. that's my point, right? So that kindergarten class comes through, and and will be at the at if if not retired, we're at the tail end of our careers over the course of over the course of of these kids coming through their 13 years in in Hamilton Southeastern, and the the real question is, you know, we're taking action now to put these conversations out there. Does does it look different by the time they're seniors in our high school? And you know what? You know what? Just to be fair, I'm not asking that as a question. I'm stating that as a challenge. I think we have failed if we are asking these same questions and having these same conversations in 13 years. Keith, I see the face. I like Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I like your statement. I think the... And it's not going to be answered. If, it, if the four of us could answer it, we'd answer it, mm-hmm. market it, copyright it, and live in Fiji. There you go. But one of the things, one of the struggles is that there's a recognition of the influence. High schools are a microcosm of society. So I think our, I think we'd have to figure out honestly 
what when we say the word we have failed, I think we have to set goals in terms of okay, what do we expect to see? Mm. Because if failure is if if success is making our school look nothing like the world outside when they spend the majority of their mm. time in that world outside, then I can tell you right now, you're, we are going to be a failure. Right. Right. If it, but if we can, if the school is in line with some of the best aspects that we see outside the door, then I think we're at least on the road to success. If that, if that makes any sense. It does. Because it I does. think we've got, we need to be optimistic, but the reality is the majority of their time is outside and it creeps its way. It creeps its way in regardless of what we try and do. You know what I mean? Fair. So, so, so look, so you know what? You put the question out there. Let's do it, man. Um, it is May 25th today, May 25th, 2018. Okay. Um, we're going to have a few more podcasts dealing with, with questions. Um, let's get back in uh, August uh, before school starts. You have a little break from, from football in your day, you know, when you're just yeah, having the mornings and the two days. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, we, we all have it. We all have it. Let's get back with a few other people yeah. and let's set those goals. Okay. What does, what is this school district, what does this community look like? In 13 years, and let's let's answer that question and let's set some goals. Will people okay. allow that though? That's that. that There's a whole other podcast, <laughs> right? Um, you know what? I'm optimistic. I I would say yes. I I think that I think that that we have a voice. I think that there are people that will listen. Um, and look, if if the answer is no, then we go back to the questions, and the question is why. And uh, and I, I guess I'm thinking about. Um, I used to work for the Indianapolis Parks Department. We almost done here. Yeah. But um, um, and when I worked at the JTV Hill Center, and I used to go down. I mean, it's right in the center uh, of just yeah. just the hood, and and all. I mean, it's just black people all the way around. But my third year there, they started buying up these homes. They started wipe, wiping all these these black people out of their homes. They started tearing down that house, building it back up, selling it to. And all of a sudden, I see this white couple walking down the street. I'm like, man, y'all better get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> the joys of you gentrification. Know, you, yeah. You, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm. That's why I'm asking. Will they allow that? Because they're allowing that to happen thirty minutes away. So. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a that's an interesting question, right? Uh, and and I don't know the answer to that, but the question is look, here bottom line is our minority presence in this community part of the community's long-term plan. And we're over time we're going to find out. I just asked another one of those questions that made Mark's head explode. Yeah. Um I appreciate your time today, gentlemen. Um, thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely be following up on some of these conversations. Have All a good day. Right. See you, bud. Thanks.